0: Welcome to a special episode of our Rainmaker Multiplier On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Rainmaker Multiplier process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit claritytoprosperity.com.
1: Welcome everybody. Happy Thursday here. We've got a uh... Good session. Hopefully good as always. We got uh, my good buddy Joe Salerno joining us today and uh, a lot of other great kind of subject matter experts. And so uh, the topic that we wanted to just chime in and talk about a little bit today was closing out the, the end of the year, the fourth quarter here on a strong note. And something that, you know, Joe and I were talking about, it was probably even a couple weeks ago, um, Joe shared some things with me that he was doing And I was like, wow, can you present that at the Mastermind Collegium in a top five roundtable? And so Joe's going to be doing that out in Scottsdale. But even we were talking earlier this morning on how Joe is positioning and closing out his own business in the quarter strong, uh, not only in terms of assets gathered, but uh, utilizing annuities and kind of this unbelievable time that we're in right now for annuity business. I saw an article, I don't know if it was Investment News or one of those periodicals that said in the third quarter, annuities hit an all-time record high of sales. And I don't see that slowing down by any means in the fourth quarter with all the headwinds that we have going on. Um, And so what I wanted to do is just kind of open up the floor and chat a little bit. Uh, One of the things that you know, at least I, I think we can all attest to is I started in this business in 2006. Um, actually, Joey Boy was my first mentor here. So it's uh, it's nice to have Joe on. And uh, I mean, back then, annuity caps and rates were pretty strong, but I would arguably say they're stronger now than I've ever seen them in the 16, 17 years I've been in this business. And so I think there's an incredible opportunity with interest rate uncertainty, market uncertainty, recession uncertainty, just to continue to go in and provide peace of mind and a really good kind of upside performance. And so, um, Joe, you know, I, I know we'll kind of talk about a couple things. One is like overcoming some objections that that I know I've heard. I know several of our advisors heard. Um, but Maybe just kind of give a high level right now of like how you are interacting and talking to clients about what's going on with you know the markets, the uncertainty, the plans that you're putting in place, and the business that you're doing.
2: Yeah, um, thanks, Dave. And um, so, yeah, just obviously, you know, when clients are coming in, uh, there's a lot going on in the world these days. In case anybody doesn't know. Uh, a lot going on in in the country, um, rising interest rates, the threat of you know recession. Your you know clients are coming in saying, "Hey, I saw in the news we might be headed for recession." They're you know they're watching their accounts go down in the market since January. I think the market's down what fifteen percent, maybe something like that. And so they're looking for you know some alternatives to to you know the money that they have in the market. And a lot of the portfolios that we had originally put together for them included some of the bond funds in there to add stability to their portfolios. And, you know, so having that discussion with with them as to, hey, what can we do to kind of stabilize a little bit with what's going on? Um, With the rising interest rates going on, a lot of their bond values um, have gone down in their portfolios. So, um, you know, really just having an open discussion with them about alternatives. And so when we're talking about those alternatives, one, I basically say to them, look, we could do one of a couple things, you know, number one, we could take that money and put it into the equity portion of your portfolio. Um, The only problem with that is, is that, you know, your risk profile and conversation with you basically says that you're not comfortable having that much money you know, inequities, um, specifically for times like we just went through over the last nine months. Um, But we could do that if you want. Um, Or, you know, we could take advantage of something that's going on with these uh, index annuities. As you alluded to, Dave, I've been in this business 31 years. I don't think I've ever seen the caps this high, you know. And so having that conversation with people about, hey, let's talk about what are some ideas or what could we do to try to you know, not increase our risk at all, but try to beat uh, some of these fixed rates and bond values and that kind of thing that are going on. So, you know, uh, the, these annuities that caps that they are, I mean, I'm looking at one of the ones that I use, am I allowed to say the company? Sure. Yeah. So Lincoln, I use Lincoln uh, quite, quite often. And, you know, for example, their caps right now First of all, the fixed rate that they have is 4.35%. So I tell clients, look, we could, this account guarantees the safety of your money um, from losing due to the market, which is what you wanted originally. So we have that safety and we're not increasing your risk of your overall portfolio, number one. Number two, I can I can segment the money inside this account. Num- uh, there's a fixed account paying 4.35%. And, you know, in an ideal world with bonds, we would be thrilled if we got 4% on a bond, right? So we can get that as a guaranteed interest rate with some of the money. The other two strategies that I talk about with them are the S&P uh, one-year cap, which right now is 10% with Lincoln. And so I say to a client, listen, you know, if I told you that you could have 100% safety of losing money if the market's down, But if the market goes up, you're going to get the first 10% that it goes up, 10, you know, not two, three, four, but 10%, you know, with no risk, would that be something that would be, you know, interesting to you? And of course, the answer is yes. And then the third strategy that I talk about, and I'm going to touch on in Scottsdale even more so, but they have a performance trigger. Now, in the past, this performance trigger for anybody that doesn't know what that is, basically says if the, if the market is up even a 10th of a percent, okay, one tenth of 1%, if it's up, you get this declared rate. And right now that rate is 8.75%, okay? So, you know, when I'm having this conversation to them, I say to them, you know, in this particular strategy, uh, if the market's up even a little bit, you get 8.7% 8.75%. If the market's up 3%, you get 8.75. If it's up 10, you still get 8.75. But I mean, with none of the risk, that's pretty, that's a pretty attractive um, situation. So again, you know, closing out the year strong with annuities is kind of the topic here. And I just think that. Uh, it's a great time to be speaking about them. People are concerned about the market. They're concerned that it's going to get worse before it gets better with any recession, that kind of thing. So, okay, well, what if I told you we could take a portion of the money, put it in something, gives you 100% safety. We have a guaranteed 4.35, or we could earn up to 10% if the market does you know, anything. And so it really is a really nice fit and people are... Um, you know, excited about it. I personally moved some of my own money into those into that account, because it's just, I mean, to me, it's a no brainer for money that you don't want to risk in the market.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Dave, Dave, if I could just validate everything that Joe just said, we're doing a ton of the OptiBlend right now as well, Joe, same storyline. But you also one other thing we had, and I'm sure you do, and you're just not thinking of it. Guys, feel it. It's feeless. So, part of what we talk about is look, let's take some of your managed money, let's compress your fees even further with us, let them pay us. So, the only thing your account's ever going to do is sideways or up. I'm going to tell you right now, their eyes are lighting up at the OptiBlend. You know, we are selling in, in, internally with some of our clients in the managed money. We did 300,000 last week, actually 360, 100, 100, 160 with three different clients. We don't want to cannibalize their portfolios. But, man, do they appreciate the fact that hey, in these times, let's compress fees, let's add a little bit of a foundation, let's add a little bit of safety element without losing the upside to Joe's point of the bonds, right? You're not losing that upside of the bonds because that's what it is. We're selling it the same way, Joe's a bond alternative. And you guys, if you're not adding to it, you know we're we're, we're presenting that as part of you know the portfolios now with clients just to give them that stability. It's it's almost not fair. It really yeah. is.
2: Well, and and just one last thing. I mean, I can tell you, Linda, my assistant told me the other day that, you know, as proof of what we're saying, you know, Lincoln is starting to fall behind a little bit because they're just getting inundated, you know? And so, you know, if you're not talking about that, you know, and I don't, I don't personally like pushing any one company, but in this particular instance um, and Allianz's rates are good too, but I just really love uh, the trigger portion of it. And, you know, to me, it's a no brainer for, for somebody that doesn't want money at risk in the market. I mean, my goodness, to to try to get to get 8.75 percent if the market's up, you know, one percent is it's tough to beat.
3: And I agree with you, John. We use Allianz, too, but the OptiBlend is such a simple story. Mm-hmm. It's such yeah. a very clear, easy story for the clients to understand Guys, if you have questions, you know, ask them because I tell you what, it is something that is it's going to it's going to make your clients sticky. It's going to retain them and it's going to create more value than trying to manage through this bond world. And we explain why the bond world so bad. Right. And one of the things people understand is the bond recovery is not going to be like equity. They're going to see a different type of recovery in their portfolio. When they see the markets bounce back up, they're going to wonder, why isn't my accounts jumping back up? It's because of that bond drag. Let's get rid of the bond drag. And equities are likely to recover faster anyways.
1: Well, and that goes into something, you know, Joe and I were talking about. Like, if you look at the average bond portfolio yield right now on like an intermediate, you might be looking at around 4% yield. And, you know, the only way you're going to get capital appreciation out of a bond is if interest rates fall. And the Fed's made it pretty darn clear interest rates are not falling anytime soon. So the only return on the bond is going to be yield. Think about that, at a 4% yield, it's gonna take two and a half years of yield to equate out to what one 10% capped out year could do in the FIA, barring a interest rate decrease that's gonna happen. So again, I think yields will continue to creep up, but guess what, as yields interest rates creep up, that caps on these FIAs are gonna creep up too. Um, I love Lincoln, You know, I've been using them primarily also, But on on the 7th, on Monday, November 7th, we're launching another product, a proprietary product that's coming out. So talk to Caleb and the team about it. But I mean, this company has a 5.35% fixed rate, a 13% cap on the S&P 500 and a 50% participation rate on the S&P 500. So there's options out there that these companies who, Are deploying new money rates on the bond yields that they're getting right now, are buying substantial upside while still providing the fundamental of portfolio insurance, which is what an indexed annuity is. So, you know, they just announced a 75 basis point rate hike yesterday. That's going to increase the terminal rate, that's going to increase the portfolio yield on the general accounts of these companies. And you know, we're going to continue to see this be a very competitive environment to, to Joe, your point on the upside. I mean, when's the last time we've saw a 13% cap on the S&P or a 50% on the par rate? You know, it's, well, it's are- like,
2: you know, when you say to clients, even in, a, in, a, in a, the best of times, if you put money in, in the market, what's a reasonable interest rate you're hoping to get? Seven, eight. Okay, well, if that's the case you can get the same exact thing inside here with none of the risk of losing. You know, I I, really quick, I had a a client walk in, her mom passed away and uh, she came in and the mom had left her a a portfolio and there was like 1.2 million in one company stock. Right. And these people are super, super conservative. And um, she said, you know what? I just, want to keep it. And I told her, I said, you know, you might want to diversify that. It's one company stock with that much money in it. You know, no, it has sentimental value to me. So I don't want to do anything. A month later, she called me up because it went from 1.2 million to a million. And she came in and she, and I said, well, yeah, but you said it was sentimental to you. And that went right out the window. (laughs) Right. And so, you know, but like I said, you know, when you put money in the market, you're hoping to get 7 or 8% on average with risk. So thing, you can have no risk and, and get the same returns.
3: One thing I'll add to one of my reservations initially, Dave, was I don't want to cannibalize my trails, right? My managed money. You know, that, that's, the, that's kind of the staple that goes through. Well, the Opti Blend 10, I choose the 100% trail. You know, and it's a 1% trail after the first year.
1: So yeah, camera. What's interesting? I just moved over and and set one up, and this was a client that's got about seven million with me. So I charge them fifty basis points. Yeah, you get a pay raise. raise. I got a pay raise yeah. by moving them, and they got more upside potential. So it was a win-win in that case.
3: Yeah, and that's typically what we're seeing. We're using this
1: as part of the portfolio
3: for the larger clients, right? The diamond clients. And typically, you're not getting 1% with your diamond clients, right, because you're discounting to a degree. Well, you get 60 bips the first year, and then 100 bips after that, and you compress their fees all in one
1: move. I mean, they love it. Yeah. Nice, nice. I just saw Nick Ryland logged in. I hope Nick, you were here earlier when Hammer was talking smack about your, your golf outing. Which Opti blend do you like best? The the seven or the ten? And there's actually a five year also, but you guys, I know I'm mostly writing the 10 year. Um is that what you guys are doing too? Yeah, I present it as a dual option, five and ten. And the logic behind
3: the 10 that I tell them simply is is you know, the the placement of the 10 year, they're 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 creating a, a you know a better cap renewal rate for the 10 years instead of being subject to a new rate at five, but I give them the option. But typically we're placing it as part of a bond alternative, not necessarily a soon bucket. So I would say 90% lean towards the OptiBlend 10.
0: Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the Bucket Plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer.
1: And then a uh, question I know Joe and I have had some conversations around this recently how are you handling annual reviews when you're reallocating old products at 2% caps and then you talk to them about 8 to 10% caps on the new products so this is a big thing going on in the industry right now um you know there's a couple things that I would propose on this and kind of theoretically thinking about it number 1 is When we repositioned their money into that product three, four, five, six years ago, it was the best thing out there for safe money. And it's not about what the cap is today. It's about that we have protected and preserved 20 to 30% losses this year. So number one, you have to focus on what this product was designed to do in the first place, which is, I mean, last I looked, the S&P year-to-date is down 25% and NASDAQ is almost down 36%. Um, We did not participate in those losses. So yes, we have a 2% cap, but it was about downside protection. What can we do going forward? Number one, I know what I'm doing is for those contracts or for those policy owners, um, part of what I'm doing is taking 10% penalty-free withdrawals out if I can. I am either dollar cost averaging that money back into the stock market, if that fits their financial plan and their risk profile and their risk tolerance, or, you know, looking at other safer alternatives and options for that liquidity. If those policies are nearing or out of surrender charges, obviously, I'm looking at replacing those, you know, it's just like cashing in an old CD at 1% for a new CD at 4 or 5%. And then if the client's truly not happy and there is a surrender available, um, there's a couple products out there. Namely, one is Athene. Now they, again, just like all these companies have slower processing times right now because they're flooded with new business, but they actually have a 10% bonus upfront, a true account value bonus, not an income bonus, but a true account value bonus And then even their fixed rate is like three to three and a half percent. And their cap on the S&P is around seven to eight percent. So, you know, you can give 10 percent up front, which might overcome a small surrender charge and still get them into a higher cap product. Now, of course, you got to navigate replacement rules and making sure it truly is in the client's best interest, particularly if you were the writing agent originally. But that's something Calum and Kirsten and our team can help you out with. But I mean, you just have to have open and honest conversations with those clients of why you set that policy up back then, what it did for them, how it protected their money, and that they're probably better off ahead right now.
2: But then look to solutions into the future for what you can do with that money. Yeah, and just to piggyback on that, Dave, that everything you said is exactly right. But um, you know, <laughs> if you have somebody that's let's say, you know, one to two years away from maturity, you know, listen. Uh, whether your cap was 2% or 10% this year, you're probably going to earn zero, right? So it's really of no no consequence this particular year and you just got to, you know, walk them through, listen, we got whatever, 15 more months to kind of get through this. We can do a little bit here and there, but, you know, to me, you know, I mean, certainly you can present uh, all those choices to somebody, but, you know, I would almost rather see them hang on for another year to get these larger these larger caps um, if at all possible.
1: And Joe, something you know, you and I spoke about is like, if I had a client's renewal date coming up next week, I would be taking a 10% penalty free withdrawal today and then another 10% penalty free withdrawal next week. So you can extract 20% of that value out of the account. Um, so be, be sure you're managing your block of business appropriately, looking at what those renewal dates are, looking at what those penalty free withdrawals are, And essentially, you know, improving the the caps in the rates based on the liquidity provisions and withdrawals. So, to Joe's point, like, I've been taking withdrawals out all throughout this year, and we know with some companies, you don't get any interest credited if you take a mid-year withdrawal. Well, guess what? My clients aren't getting interest credited this year anyway. The market's down 30%. It doesn't matter. So if, especially if I'm going to go buy into the stock market with some of that money, I want to take it out now so I can get that capital redeployed into the market while the market is still down like it is. And so- Um, you know, there's all kinds of different options to navigate. But I think, you know, making sure we're framing it as a positive and not a negative, because it truly is, it protected the client's downside, the product provided insurance to the portfolio.
2: And uh, I just saw one question, Dave, somebody asked about, you know, is anyone skeptical that they'll keep these caps and rates on these contracts is this high down the road, right? And hopefully the answer is yes. But even if it's not, you know on that trigger for example it's 8.75 now if they lowered it to six it's still uh uh, you know unbelievable that you know that if the market's up a tenth of a point you still get six right so you know will they keep them that high all the way down the line hopefully but even if they don't they're so high even if they came down a little bit they're still highly you know really attractive
1: and Joe you yeah, I was on a call just, with sorry camera just to validate that I was on a call with uh somebody who does a lot of product design and actuarial work right now and they said on new money bond portfolio rates right now they are absolutely fully substantiating about a 10 to an 11 and a half percent cap on the S&P so you know some of these companies that are offering a little bit higher ones like I just mentioned 13% um you know they are trying to attract and win business and this is a newer carrier coming to market like there's no doubt about that but again like may as well make sun, you know make hey well the sun is shining to a certain extent because the way these caps and rates are going to come down is if interest rates lower in the future and you know nobody has a crystal ball to be able to determine that i mean the feds come out and said they're planning on keeping this terminal rate here steady for a while Um, until they get more towards their target 2% inflation rate. So um, if interest rates do fall, of course you're going to see caps and renewals fall because that's what the banks and bonds and everything else are paying at that time. So what I think the key too is the messaging,
3: right? You're not placing this as an equity alternative. You're placing it as a bond alternative. So as interest rates start to fall, yields in those bond portfolios are going to go down as well. So this is going to look attractive as a bond alternative, regardless of the time. And then, of course, you know, stick with companies with good renewals. Lincoln has a good renewal history rate. You know, you know, those are the types of things that you want to make sure that in these accumulation products that you're expressing from the get go. Hey, we're positioning this as a bond alternative. Yeah, these caps can fluctuate. But in comparison to what bonds are going to offer in the future, what will affect them will affect our yields as well.
1: Yeah. And if I mean, I'm so again, I'm writing mostly 10 year products, I'm not concerned about that. But if you are, for whatever reason, go to a five year product, right, it gives you a full bailout after five years to replace it if you're concerned with the carrier. But I know, you know, Lincoln's renewal rates are incredible. The market is primed properly, you know, insurance companies that are managing capital appropriately are deploying this and the options budgets are there for these types of caps and rates. So um, again, I think you've got options as an advisor on you know, how to kind of think about navigating that. Dave, we had a question about how do you address people waiting for higher rates? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a cost to sitting on the sidelines. Yeah, you know, I run into this with even money in the market right now, I, you know, where, hey, should we wait to put money in the market? Is it gonna go down further? Who knows? I mean, one thing that I've been sharing with all my clients on my annual review, and some of you have probably saw that I recorded that Q3 market Intel for PCA that goes out to clients, but I say, listen, I can't predict what can happen in the future in the next three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, but I can look at statistics and market history and we can glean information from that. And statistically, anytime the stock market has fallen 20%, no matter how much further it's fallen it's averaged about 17 and a half percent in the following 12 months. So can I sit here and say, we're gonna get 17% on your equity portfolio in the next 12 months? No, I can't, but that's what history has told us. Again, in the bond side, and, and I use that for the FIA sale too, because what I'm talking about is, I'm talking about getting money out of interest rate products like bonds and yields, and moving it to an indexed product where your upside is not benchmarked per se on an interest rate you're getting. Your interest rate is indexed on the stock market performance. And so if we look at that data and data suggests that 12 months after a 20% drop, we experience a 17 and a half percent recovery, it means we could probably expect to cap out over the next 12 months in that scenario. And so using some of that data to validate and get people, I mean, we all know, you know the hardest uh, the, the hardest thing is getting people to you know, take action and do something. but here's the bottom line of the FIA products too. Guess what happens if 12 months from now the market did continue to go down further? The worst thing is you simply earn a zero and we get an annual reset, which means now for your next year, we started a low watermark in the S&P. And so again, like you gotta look at the mechanics of these products and how they work and talk to your clients about trade-offs. One trade-off is we can sit in cash, we're losing six, 7% a year in inflation, or we can move it into this vehicle. We can give you the upside of 10 with no downside risk. And if it doesn't work out, then we get an annual reset on our cap and rate next year. But I don't know about you, my bank is not paying me much more than 0% interest anyway to leave that money on the sidelines. And if you want 4%, which is what you know maybe a 13 or 26 week treasury is paying right now, we can allocate to the fixed account and I could get you 4%. And I could defer tax on it. So just so many different options to think about, Hammer, but but great point. Any other questions I'm looking through? I think we got most of them the New York one definitely Eric, thanks for jumping in there. I recommend talking to Eric. my my biggest piece of advice is maybe think about moving um but uh New York just stinks with products. It's the bottom line. I don't know. your insurance commissioner doesn't like to give you know clients products that provide safety and some potential growth. but um let's see. But not
2: to Florida. We're full.
1: yeah, not to not to South Carolina either. So. <laughs> So as two New Yorkers originally between Joe and I, we know all about moving away. Um, Awesome. We got, uh, let's see. So next week's topic is how to be more intentional with cross-selling. We look forward to that. And then two weeks from now, Matt, we got a special guest, don't we? Is it two weeks from now? Yes. On the first. We have uh, Tom Hagna joining us for Coffee Talk two weeks from now. So. Uh, probably very little chance anyone else is going to get a word in, but Tom's. Mm -hmm. You better schedule it for an hour. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So awesome. Well, thanks everybody. There's so much interaction. That's what makes these calls great. Joey, thanks for everything. Look forward to spending time with everybody in Scottsdale. Thanks everybody.
0: Interested in learning more about the topics discussed today? We want to know more about your challenges and priorities and how we can help build your custom roadmap to success. That's right, a custom roadmap built just for you. Schedule a free 20-minute consultation with one of our business development partners. Visit c2pe.info forward slash podcast to schedule a time that's good for you. That's c2pe.info forward slash podcast.